Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. News and stuff. Right after this. Just to know you are there is a big, big deal. I mean it. Listening to Hello, World, it's an appointment we have every day at this time, and I, for one, am very, very grateful. We have made so many friends through this radio program and our Facebook page. Thinking back over the years, Grady Holder getting in touch, Nathan Jennings, their first Free Will Baptist Church. One of our last trips down to the Tri-City area, we were with uh, Pastor Chuck Babb and Sinking Creek Baptist Church, develop a friendship there. His mom listens all the time to Hello World. We're going to be with a new church, Lynn Valley Baptist Church, Pastor Tim Tapp, coming up in February. And as always, we thank those of you that, uh, hey, say, let's go to breakfast, lunch, or the evening meal. <laughs> it's great. I always put on lots of weight when I go down south. And I can't forget my buddy Bob Ferguson in Gunnings Baptist Church. For years, they have provided uh, free lodging for this Traveling Salvation show. Some great people down there, really great people in Tennessee and Virginia area. And none of this would have been possible unless decades ago, I met a great guy, Dr. Ken Hill. And, uh, well, that's another story we could talk for hours. So thank all of you for your support of Greg Patton Ministries. Look forward to seeing bunches of you in a few weeks. What in the world is going on? I go back to my rock and roll days. Slow down. You move too fast. Got to make the morning last. I'm way beyond that, my friend. Elon Musk, you know about him, bought Twitter for billions and billions of dollars. Now calls it X. And the big news on X yesterday, the big news period, the Neuralink tech. Have you ever heard of that? What it is is enabling someone to control their telephone or device or anything just by thinking. And yesterday, it happened. It's just hard to believe. The first human being received an implant from Neuralink yesterday. And Elon Musk says that uh, this person is recovering well. Initial results show promising neurons spiked attention. The Tesla boss, he owns Tesla, followed the huge news by explaining how this thing works. He said, first of all, that Neuralink's product is called telepathy enabling a person to control their phone, their computer, well, any device, really, just by thinking. Initial users will be those who have lost their use of limbs, so they have to do it with their mind. Imagine if Stephen Hawking could communicate faster than a speed typist or an auctioneer. That is my goal. Anything scary about this? The company previously said that the Neuralink mission is to restore autonomy to individuals who have unmet medical needs with a vision to unlock total human potential. They're calling anyone who does this a Franken-Musk. Franken-Musk. I don't know. Just seems spooky to me, but then I'm old Suppose you heard about this one. We did it. We mistook an attack drone for our own. As a result, three soldiers are dead from America. That drone struck a U.S. military outpost in Jordan, killing three U.S. soldiers, injuring 40 more. 
arrived at the base known as Tower 22, which no one's ever heard of before yesterday, well, for the most part. At the same time, a returning U.S. drone prompting confusion over, is this ours or is it the enemy? Isn't that awful? U.S. officials told news outlet yesterday that Iran has denied responsibility for the attack despite equipping militias in that area. The analysis of how the attack happened came as the U.S. carefully considers how to respond without widening, a, getting us into World War III in the Middle East, which many say has already started. Meanwhile, the Prime Minister of Qatar and had talks has yielded progress, they say, toward a ceasefire in Gaza in exchange for the return of more hostages, and that game goes on. wonder what would happen if Trump were in the White House. Hopefully we'll find out soon. It's the latest from this ditzy, dumb dame. What? Joe Biden's press secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre, coming at her heavy fire again, this time for her comments indicating that U.S. troops killed in that drone attack in Jordan near the Syrian border were fighting for the Biden administration. What? Boy, those on the left went crazy. What'd she say? What I will say, our deepest and obviously our deepest condolences go out and our heartfelt condolences go out to the families who lost three folks who are military folks, who are brave, who are always fighting, who are fighting on behalf of this administration. Really? This administration? Hey, not so. This ditzy dame is utterly repulsive every time she speaks the gay blade, for her to promote the notion that these three soldiers were fighting on behalf of the Biden administration has to be a new low. She is repulsive. They were fighting for the United States of America, not for the Biden administration. What in the, where is my gun? As of this radio broadcast today, the fake president has yet to contact any of the families who lost these three brave soldiers. Yesterday, a Hong Kong court ordered a debt-burdened real estate firm to wind up its business, though it's not clear if mainland Chinese authorities will enforce that. As one of the largest developers to struggle with debt, the company which defaulted in 2021 has become a symbol of the real estate bust in China, which has so many homes sitting vacant that an ex-official admitted even its population of 1.4 billion people couldn't fill all the housing there. Really? Now investors around the world are going to be watching to see how this liquidation process happens and see how foreign investors fare with this Chinese mess. More housing than people? Hmm. Here's a question that's come up, and uh, hey, this will get you to thinking. You have a homosexual child. It's possible. No, many Christian families that do. Now, uh, your son or daughter is going to have a homosexual wedding. Would you go? Think about it. Okay, it's Tuesday. Better get it done. Here it is, the last day of January, and it is Oak National Plan a Vacation Day. Really? Americans could really use a jolt of vacation. A Pew survey from last year found that 46% of U.S. workers who receive paid time off for their employer take less time than they've been offered. 
Rob Gronkowski, oh, superstar of the New England Patriots, along with Tom Brady in the day. Visited the New York Stock Exchange trading floor yesterday to celebrate the kickoff of the company selling shares in New York, which for now is a secondary listing to the European country's primary London Stock Exchange listing. The move steps up competition with DraftKings and that whole gambling mess pretty much taken over the country. I don't know who claims him more. Tennessee, Indianapolis Colts, Denver Broncos talking about Peyton Manning. Everybody's always had great thoughts, Peyton Manning. But then when he kind of endorsed some of this gambling nonsense and now Bud Light Beer, a lot of people are saying, Peyton, Peyton, what are you doing? What's happening in France? Farmers in an uproar. Major roads leading to the French capital were barricaded with tractors and bales of hay yesterday as the nation's farmers air their grievances. The so-called siege of Paris comes after agriculturalists nationwide erupted in protest over the government's plan to cut subsidies for tractor fuel. France. And now, living in today's world. It's a true story. A young boy believed he would one day inherit a beautiful piece of land. His dad told him about it continually and promised one day it would be his. When that day came, he realized he had been the victim of a cruel family joke. The promised land was a swamp in the middle of nowhere. That little boy's name was P.T. Barnum, the famous circus man of the early 1900s. In bitterness of heart, he coined the phrase about suckers, saying there's one born every minute. Some people are out to deceive, and they seek the gullible, the weak, the uninformed, and prey on them for their own selfish reasons. John the Apostle warned the believers in the early church to look out. The church is not immune to the infiltration of opportunists and liars. My friend, you and I have something. We have the direction of the Holy Spirit and God's unchanging perfect word. Nothing God says will ever contradict his word. When you rely on this truth, as a test for accuracy, you'll not be ever swept away by error. Thank you, Lord. How about this? I think I'll um, spend $11 million and look for a lost plane. A decades-long mystery could be solved soon. Former U.S. Air Force officer and commercial real estate investor Tony Romeo believes that he's found Amelia Earhart's lost plane 87 years after it disappeared in the Pacific the possible discovery came after Romeo, the CEO of Deep Sea Vision, sold commercial real estate to fund his $11 million hunt for the plane. In September, he set off with a 16-person team and began collecting sonar data across 5,200 square miles. 90 days into the journey, they looked through the submersible data and found a blurry outline of what appears to be Earhart's Lockheed 10E Electra, near the Holland Island, halfway between Australia and Hawaii. $11 million. I don't know. It, is it a big deal? Hmm. Finally, who said this? So many people out there today want $25 an hour to work, and they have a $2 an hour work ethic. Oh, boy. You sent this, just ain't going to happen. A picture of 
inside a real NFL stadium. People looking like snowmen watching an NFL football game with the caption, if our churches had members with this kind of faithfulness and compassion and passion, we'd change the world in no time. Again, ain't gonna happen. Oh, this one is good. Never trust your tongue when your heart is hurt. Just zip it till you get a little better there. Where's my Bible? Life 101, next. You know, it's exciting for me to say that you can listen to Hello World around the world, where there's internet access. Sure you can. You can go to whcbradio.com every day. Listen live. For WHCB, it's 12.30 and 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Then you could go to gregpatton.com if you missed Monday's broadcast and go to iTunes and voila, there it is. Please continue to tell others about the broadcast. Pray with us on that if you would and continue to support Greg Patton Ministries and this radio show called Hello World. We're so grateful. And uh, get a chance to like us on Facebook. Greg, G-R-E-G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N. I want to be your friend. Oh, I know you've heard it. Someone wrote it. If you love something, just send it free. If it comes back, it was and always will be yours. If it never returns, it was never yours to begin with. You've heard that, haven't you? If it just sits in your living room and messes up your stuff and eats all your food and uses all of the utilities, takes your money and never behaves, as if you actually set it free in the first place, you either married it or gave birth to it. It could be, don't you think? Love, love, love. What the world needs now is love. Oh, at least I love that one. Anyway, what the world needs, but the world is often mixed up about, is this thing called love. First and foremost, you got to consider what the Word of God says about love. Romans 12, 9 and 10. Love's got to be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. This sounds like, hey, brotherly love is supposed to work. Are you devoted to any brother or sister in Christ? Do you honor them above yourself? Come on now. 1 Corinthians 4, 7, For this reason I'm sending you Timothy, my son whom I love, who's faithful in the Lord. He will remind you of the way of life in Jesus Christ, which agrees with what I teach everywhere in every church. It's easy to love a faithful brother in Christ. Is Of course it is. It's easier to love a faithful brother than an unfaithful one. That's really what we're saying. You know, Jerry Ford, 72 years old, a Southern Baptist preacher, Second Baptist Church, I understand, in Heron, Illinois. He has ministered 50 years and is very faithful and consistent in his work and preaching. He's a good student and a good preacher of the Word. He does his homework. He calls on his people. He ministers to the people faithfully. Hospitals, funerals, marriages, oh, it's not easy. And you could say to somebody like this, it's so easy to love this guy as a brother. My associate pastor's that way. He's always asking, what can I do? Need money? Need help? He calls just to find out what I need. How could you not love somebody like that? 
How about this? Ephesians 5.25, Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. It should be obvious that both husband and wives should love one another. Sometimes, however, it's so one-sided or lopsided. Couples oftentimes play the game, I love you most. <laughs> I love you this much. I love you more. One pastor said a few years ago his daughter and her husband were celebrating their 15th wedding anniversary, and the woman wrote these words on Facebook about her husband. I am the luckiest woman on the face of the earth. Today I've been married 15 years to the most wonderful man who adores and spoils me constantly. I love you. And then how about this on an anniversary to his dear wife? Sweetheart, too bad. All couples aren't that way. Talk about that Facebook page. After 55 years, Nellie and I are still in love. Many things have changed, but our love has only grown. Wow, that's pretty great, wouldn't you say? Where does this kind of love come from? The Lord is the author of true love. Yeah. The Bible tells us we got to love one another, for love comes from God, and everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Hey, have you ever said this to your kid? You're my kid, and you will, whether you want to or not, love me. You're going to go to school, like it or not. You're going to clean your plate or else you'll go to bed hungry. I think this sounds pretty familiar. Coercion generally doesn't work well with some people, but when it comes at God's command to love one another, we have some real motivation. We better do it. John 13, 34, and 35, a new command I give you. Love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you are, oh boy, swallow deep, my disciples, if you love one another as I have loved you. When Benjamin Franklin wanted to interest the people in Philadelphia in street lighting, he didn't try to persuade them by talking about it. Instead, he hung a beautiful lantern on a long bracket before his own door. Then he kept the glass brightly polished and carefully hung it at the approach of dusk. People wandering about on the dark streets saw Franklin's light a long way off and came under the influence of that friendly glow with a grateful heart. To each one, it seemed to say, come on, friends, here's a safe place where you can walk. See that cobblestone sticking out? Don't stumble over it. I shall be here to help you again tomorrow night if you come this way. And it wasn't long before Franklin's neighbors began placing lights and brackets before their homes, and soon the entire city of Philadelphia awoke to the value of street lighting and took up the matter with real interest and enthusiasm. Example? It's always a strong motivation for doing the right thing in life, and the Lord gives you the best example of all. Well, a study has disclosed that if both mom and dad attend church regularly, 72% of their kids will remain faithful. If only dad, 55%. If only mom, 15%. If neither, only 6% remain faithful. Those stats speak for themselves. The example of mom and dad, adults, is more important than all the efforts of the church and Sunday school. And, hey, most of us are what we are today because of our parents' example. A change comes, of course, in getting saved. Second Corinthians 5.17, I mean, my dad was an alcoholic, and oh, we had a terrible time at home, but uh, things changed when I got saved. But if parents are loving, 
then there's a very good possibility that their children will also be loving. Now, if you were to say to your child, do as I say, not as I do, you might not get any action out of them, but Jesus said, as I have loved you, you've got to love one another. I doubt seriously we will ever love exactly like Jesus, but when we demonstrate love to others, we're walking in his steps. What's the charge? Love one another. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. Here's another way to look at it. Someone wrote these interesting words about God. Among the first glimpses you get of our God is that he's a seeker. Adam, where art thou? Genesis 3, 9. In commenting upon this question in his Bible class, a teacher said, You can never be a preacher if you read it as though God were some sort of a policeman out there. Read it as though God were a broken-hearted dad looking for a lost child. Remember the story in Luke 15, the prodigal son? Sure you do. Same thing. Hey, what was the crown of God's love? He sent his only begotten son for you. God is a lover. A sparrow's not going to fall to the ground apart from the will of your father, and the very hairs of your head are all numbered. In reading about hair on people, do you know a different color hair? There's more or less different between brown hair, black hair, blonde hair. A blonde has more, approximately 140,000 hairs, every one of them numbered. Does God care about you? F.B. Meyer said on God's love, never be afraid of God unless you are sinning against him. Always believe that behind what seems to be difficult and mysterious things, there is God's heart, as true and tender as the heart of the sweetest, gentlest woman on the face of the earth that ever pressed her child to her bosom. Nay, all the love in all of women's hearts together, compared to the love of God's heart, is a glowworm's torch compared to the sun at noontide. Wow, they could write back then. Truth, God's love is the greatest. Let's wrap this up. My friends, since God so loved us, we ought to also love one another. No one's ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. Since God loves us, so should we love. A man about to enter the hospital saw two white-coated doctors searching through the flower beds. Excuse me, he said, have you lost something? No, replied one of the doctors. We're doing a heart transplant of an IRS man and we want a suitable stone. <laughs> Could that be the greatest problem in all the world? A stone-cold heart? We're all desperately in need of a heart transplant today. We need the heart of Jesus, and as we require it through faith and study and surrender and submission, we will love and love and love some more, just like Jesus. And finally, this does make a lot of sense. They have dial-a-prayer now for atheists. You call up, it rings and rings, but nobody ever answers. <laughs> and finally, once again, at the Patton household, uh, passing the flu bug back and forth. Everybody's sick here today. And then there's this. The young boy calls the pastor of a local church there and asks him to come pray for mom. She has the flu. Pastor knew the family, and he knew that they attended another church. So he said, shouldn't Pastor Simon down the road come and pray for your mom? The young boy replied, yeah, 
but we don't want to take the chance that he might catch whatever mom has. <laughs> that's that's thinking, right? Oh my! Have a say for another day. What is it? Tuesday? Yeah, coming to Tri Cities pretty soon. We're going to be down there a few times in February and March. Maybe I'll get a chance to meet you. Our Sunday preaching schedule is full. Maybe midweek? Hey, we still can sneak something in there. And that's the way it is for Tuesday, January the 30th, 2024. I am Greg Patton. God bless. Have a great day.